0: Welcome to OneQ, a podcast by Blueprint Technologies, where guests from all different industries are asked one new burning question about the future of digital transformation. Here's your host, president and co-founder of Blueprint, Ryan Neal.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the OneQ podcast, where we discuss the next wave of innovation in technology and businesses. I'm your host Ryan Neal, president of Blueprint Technologies, and today we have on our show Mr. Tom Hallstrom. Tom, say a little bit, uh, say hi
0: to the audience, and tell a little bit about yourself, what you do. Hey, everybody. I am a director of client development here at Blueprint. Been here about four years. Started as a solution architect, um, building things, and now have transitioned unexpectedly into building teams rather than just technology. That's awesome. Yeah, Tom has been
1: with us for a while, and so he's seen us grow and change and transform. And so that's why we have him on the podcast today. to Talk a little bit about what he thinks is cool uh, and the next wave of innovation. Um, so uh, one of the unique things about Tom and I that we have in common is we actually both uh, both play music. Um, what other creative stuff uh, that
0: the are you into outside of the workplace? I think. Uh growing up there were two things that i did all the time that i never expected to be part of or impactful to my career uh my dad was a finish carpenter for about 20 years so i was constantly doing um high-end custom homes woodworking projects with him and uh also playing in a band he also was a touring musician he even the whole reason he got into the Finnish carpentry and cabinet making trade was because he wanted to build his own amplifiers oh, that's awesome. and uh both of those things both working with my hands Um, And, you know, having tactile work product and creatively making music with people um, I've done since I was a kid. And like I said, never expected insights from either of those worlds to impact what I do career-wise, professionally, technologically, Um, but they they certainly do. Yeah, and we
1: talk about that a lot. Um, uh, Tom and I engage in this kind of dialogue around the parallels between... Not only the music creation, but also um, art, uh, anything, anything creatively, how it impacts is it impacts the rest of your world and improves the rest of your your world. Uh, do you have some practical examples of that that you want to
0: give? Yeah, one one uh, aspect of my own music making process is uh, my dad. You know, was in touring bands, uh, owns a studio now, and so when my own band, which was always evolving, different people from high school or college, Uh, we were looking for a guitar player to record an album, and I realized the best guitar player I knew was my own dad. And so he became not just engineer and producer, but a band member. And it's interesting, on one hand, it's very un-rock and roll to have your own dad in the band, but what it forced us to do to set aside roles and our hats, yes, he was my dad, yes, he was musical mentor. When it comes to the band, though, I'm the band leader. And that setting aside um, ego and maybe what your historical role was and everybody comes to the table comes to rehearsal saying we want to create we want to create the best song the best performance the best album the best show best recording we can Um, it's it's been really interesting seeing how I also have a number of brothers and friends in the band where you really set aside a lot at the door and you come um, as equals ready to create and I think What that has taught me when approaching um, a project, really of any kind, technology or non-tech, it's easy to want to protect your position and hold on to it when you start this creative endeavor, this solutioning process, and it's risky. Um, And oftentimes we try to hedge our bet against the risk by protecting our role. And I think it really inhibits the creative process, and so having those kind of people in the band, for me, has really been a good reminder of how you approach a problem like this with open hands. Well, that's awesome, you did, uh, um,
1: the role in a, in a band as a band leader and a role in a company uh, or a role in a, uh, um, in a project is also real similar, so that is a great segue into the one cue of the day, is, you know, how do you, as a leader in a company, create a uh, an environment where the creative process can be facilitated Uh, and is there parallels between the creative process when it comes to music art uh, and then also the creative process that exists within business and technology
0: that you see i think two very important aspects Um, it's it's a different scenario when you're creating art for the love of it, and then you're creating art because you've got a patron, which really you could consider, um, you know, your clients, your patrons. They've got an expectation; they want your mind, your creativity, but they've paid for something and expect something at the end right. of the day. Right. Um, and so those are, you know, higher um, tension, higher risk scenarios than just creating with a blank canvas. And if you walk away empty-handed, that's okay. We'll, we'll try it again
1: tomorrow. It's so the record label that comes and says, "I need ten songs." done within three months and you haven't started any of them. Yes. How do they not become clinical and formulaic? How do they become
0: inspired? And I, I, there's a million quotes online about, you know, where you get your inspiration or is it inspiration or perspiration. And, you know, I strike, you know, when the muse strikes, then I'm creative. And what I think you can learn is create spaces for experimentation and innovation that are lower risk in a company. When you, you know, for me, playing music since I was a kid, you're able to create with no risk. You're playing for a teen center. Nobody's showing up but your mom and a few kids who are yeah. lost, right? Um, and you go home and maybe you're embarrassed or maybe you're really thrilled, but it's pretty low risk. But you, you start flexing and training those muscles of, how do I respond to a crowd that loves the music? How do I respond when I'm heckled? How do I respond when one person in the band forgets equipment or forgets their part? or the vibe is just all wrong. And as you practice that for years and get used to it, then you're able to, when it comes, you know, showtime and you're playing something pretty legit, um, you've, you've practiced how to operate in those scenarios. And I think in a business sense, uh, carving out space for your team to be creative and kind of do passion projects, side projects, and take those learnings, make sure you, um, Take time to assess what worked and what didn't. Uh, then you you've got some. You're not just practicing um, when you're in front of a client. You're practicing on your own, and then coming, you know, for game time, you've you've done your homework.
1: What's uh um, when you're creating some an environment like that? Um, do you uh, what's your perspective on like creating artificial constraints or or like how you know how you how you how do you uh, create an environment where people are challenged enough, but then also they get comfortable with like failing as well at the same time
0: Ooh, there's so that was my second the second point a um, couple thoughts on that one encouraging risky behavior which can be tough you got to have a team that you trust but I have a friend who's pretty extreme he runs his own company uh, he says, Reward colossal failure and punish mediocre success, (laughs) which is pretty hyperbolic. But that kind of approach, which is if we're doing, if we know exactly how this is all going to turn out, um, you're going to start losing the attention of people who want to be right in the middle of a challenge. So, understanding risk and how to carefully curate and allow it. Um, But I also think, you know, we say often here, creativity loves constraint. Uh, constraint, create, you know, what it forces you to do in the moment um, has created some amazing art. I mean, we talk a lot about the Keith Jarrett concert uh, in, in Germany, and you show up and you have these expectations. I mean, when you get to a certain level of performance, you're while master craftsmen can work with just about any tool, you get to a certain level where you can expect a legit stage yeah. and a quality sound system yeah. and a stage manager who knows what they're doing and um... well you're also like you're 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 on
1: show 35 of a 50 leg tour you know and you right. show up and you, you want to get through it right how do you stay inspired
0: at that point when you know everything like the back of your hand when it's a willow machine right exactly and and Jarrett in that case was presented with. <laughs> a janky piano he's got a demanding expectant audience who you know have come to expect a certain level of quality of performance and he's left with a fairly inferior tool Mm -hmm. and when you encounter that kind of obstacle uh, there's all kinds of ways you can respond you can (laughs) throw a fit and say I refuse Um, say that you got you know sick and bow out of the show or you can choose to dive headlong into the problem and the people who choose to do that often come up with the most gold I mean in that case it's a lot a highly sought after live recording because you feel his strain and his pull and he's he's having to a lot of things that are just rote muscle memory you know the equipment's going to perform a certain way you've got to adapt in the moment and that spark of creativity and freshness comes out in that recording and that's why we share it all the time in yeah. in you know company meetings because I think it's it, there's a lot to be learned from that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's cool. Anything else to add if you have to give like one big piece of advice to the listening audience about how they can they can uh, create that type of environment within their companies, what would you what would you give them?
0: You know I take this from you know working with my dad as a kid, but constantly evaluate your toolbox. It is very easy to rely on the same tools over and over and using the same tools can force you into the same, the same habits of creativity, of creation, but they can also limit you. You're not, you're not adding anything new, and um, it, it's riskier. It takes more effort to learn something new, but for me, um, forcing myself to use a new tool, a new methodology, a new approach, maybe even new, new people, take out the people I fully rely on and, you know, build up a next, that next level of leader and see what they've got in them and not just do um, what I've resorted to habitually. Um, I think is really important and making sure that as you're leading your company, you are giving your people space to experiment, to learn and grow. A lot of the situations that me, you, anyone listening to this podcast, you grow the most when you're very uncomfortable, you're put into a situation that you feel you're unqualified for and you pony up. And you figure it out and you you stretch and learn and and grow and if all you want is predictability you're gonna always marginalize those opportunities that are a little more risky but that's where you grow
1: you would generate that environment that creates that mediocre success exactly well that's awesome I really appreciate you coming on the show today Uh, if anybody wants to get in
0: touch with you or follow your thought leadership uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you you can send me an email, uh, Thomas at bpcs.com. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Thomas Hallstrom, H A L L S T R O M. And if you also want to soundtrack your commute home, uh, uh, You can listen to our whole record for free. Um, and if you got questions or good music to share or challenges, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome, thanks That's for me. That's great. You definitely, as always.
1: Thank you all for listening. And be sure to tune in next week where we feature another one of our thought leaders, people that we think are absolutely innovative in the tech space. Thanks for coming on the show, Tom. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on OneCube, a production of Blueprint Technologies. Subscribe to the show to be the first to hear about announcements and new episodes. Be sure to visit our website at bpcs.com to learn more about digital transformation and the innovative technology solutions you could be using today. See you next time on OneCube by Blueprint.